Welcome to the Stranger Still podcast. Rewatching Stranger Things ahead of season four. I'm Miles. And I'm Kathleen. And we're going to rewatch every chapter, every episode before the May and July premiere of season four. It has been three years. So let's catch up together. Today's episode, chapter three, Holly Jolly. Here and we go. I'm really excited to get into this one. This is this is one of the more iconic ones after two great episodes. So without like like a wasteoid in a world of mouth breathers and knuckleheads, <laughs> let's tell the truth about this episode. What a start to an episode. We just boom right off the bat. It's Barb in the the other world. We don't know where she's at choking on bracken water surrounded by otherworldly growth there's that ashen stuff in the air just like in episode one chapter one this creepy creature the same creature we've seen snippets of chasing her through this empty pool it's just oh it's intense it's creepy and then it oscillates between (laughs) scenes of that to scenes of nancy losing her virginity to steve uh, it's intense. <laughs> I, it's the old classic murdered alive, eaten alive, intercut with the sex scene <laughs> that we all know from movies <laughs> in years gone by. Oh, man, that was that was uh, intense. And that's the biggest um, that's the biggest reveal that we are given so far in the show of the the creature. Basically. Yeah. And any hope that Barb, you know, might be alive, because after all, Will Will is alive, presumably, we we think and we know. Um, so you any hope is removed. I don't right know. There's the still bat. hope. I think there's still hope at this point. Really? Uh, we lose it later. Oh. We find that out. <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, it does seem pretty clear that <laughs> as she's going, Nancy! Get sucked down into the pool <laughs> with the monster that she's gonna die. But I mean, we're I mean we're pretty certain that we're not a hundred percent pool half full type of girl. <laughs> I, I understand the fact that they killed Barb is 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 so. It's the same thing as we were talking about with Benny. You know, in the in the first scene, he gets shot in the head. You know, we just we are being taught to to fear for all of our characters because Barb is. Not a character I expected to die. Now she was the best friend of Nancy. Yeah. You think she's gonna last a little bit exactly. longer? Exactly. <laughs> the, the best friend in a high school, you know, triangle here, like, and she's separating. It's just like the classic story that you think is gonna happen. You think Barb is gonna be a major character, just like I thought Benny's Burgers was gonna be one of the classic places that we spend a lot of our time uh, mm-hmm. in this series. I was like, oh, we're gonna go down to Benny's Burgers and meet me at Benny's Burgers, and we're gonna have that. We don't have it because these two characters are ripped out of our hands within the first two they hours of the show. They done died. And Nancy does a very slow reveal to find out that Barb is gone. Well, you know, she's grappling with the fact that she's just lost her virginity. In her eyes, Barb left. She told Barb to go home. She doesn't realize that she didn't go home that she waited around she doesn't know that she was taken it isn't until the next day when barb doesn't arrive at school that she starts to wonder if something might have happened um even still she calls barb's mom Mm -hmm. and barb's mom's like no she didn't come home and nancy's like oh i think she's at the library like nancy (laughs) shouldn't you tell someone (laughs) 
No, no, I think that is also realistic of teenagers. I mean, mm-hmm. she doesn't want to get her friend in trouble. She still doesn't know. Maybe Barb went somewhere else. Maybe Barb was so upset she went to another friend's house. Mm-hmm. We don't know. That stairway scene with Nancy and the mom. The stairway. She's scene. at the mom's like, talk to me. You can talk to me. And oh, Nancy's like, yes. nothing happens. Nancy, it doubles down, triples down, mm-hmm, quadruples when down. When she on. comes home from the party after yeah. she's lost her virginity mm-hmm. and. The mom knows. She knows something has happened. Moms always know. Yeah. But Nancy doesn't want to talk about it. Still unaware that Barb has died, <laughs> been well, murdered by some creature. And once Nancy does put all these pieces together, wasn't at school. Her car is still parked at the area. I lied to the mom and said she's at the library. That's when she comes back to the mom and just falls into you know into tears, mm, um, yeah. which was a cool little beginning and ending for for this episode. Yep. And yep. she does have a picture of Barb on the diving board, which indicates to her even more. It's like that yeah. was that was Barb. And how waiting do we for find her. that? <laughs> Jonathan, <laughs> creepy Jonathan, developing those photos in the dark room, and another girl finds them, tells Jonathan, uh, excuse me, tells Steve's friends, and yeah. oh, then they have to be dicks about it too. I mean, like you were saying, you can't really blame them. Jonathan yeah. was being a super creep. Yeah, who's who's worse in this situation? <laughs> the people breaking his camera or the fact that he had pictures of Nancy in her bra? Undressing herself. Yeah. I mean, creepy. But that that is the moment that you see. I mean, up until then, Nancy's worried about Barb, but she doesn't know anything has happened. Mm-hmm. But then she sees that ripped up picture on the ground of yeah. Barb sitting there who clearly didn't leave when she told her to yeah. and y- thinks, okay, something must have happened. Yeah. You know, when I first saw this, I didn't really put together that that's how Nancy like truly figures it out. I, I guess I just thought like, oh, you know, where did she go from? I don't know what I thought, but yeah, that, that is the big tell. Barb was going to wait for Nancy to do the deed and take her home. Like a true friend. <laughs> <laughs> uh and let's let's talk about what Joyce is doing. We'll just kind of ping pong through because <laughs> now now that we're in the middle of the season, we've kind of got to break our podcasts up into into different threads. We can't really go chronologically without making it a big mess. No, yeah. So let's go to Joyce. She she's discovered that she can communicate with Will through the lights. So she goes to the store she works at. She gets every single <laughs> box of Christmas lights, slams them on the table. Her boss looks at her like you are freaking nuts and. She just ring me up, Donald. Uh, that, that scene just, I don't know, just cracks me up. Uh, and she gets them all set up in her house. She's all over. Furniture, yep. And, and then she makes contact with Will as a ball of lights. Yeah. Remember that part? I always like joke about that part because like, are you are you alive? Blink once for yes. Yes. Blink twice for no. No. You know, and he does it. Or, or blink. Uh, are you safe? And then he blinks twice, saying, "No, he's not safe." And Winona Ryder is just doing some, some just she's as we know, frantic this entire time. She's Exhausted. hanging on by threads. threads. She's not sleeping. She's not yeah. eating. But she's losing her <laughs> mo- damn mind. But I always, it's so good, and it's you know her and her son, right? Mm-hmm. And this is a very bond that that runs deep. But what is this in real life? This is Winona acting with a ball of Christmas lights. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, the scene is Winona and Christmas light ball. It's just very interesting. Right it's 
I was super impressed. I know I was annoyed <laughs> at the character of Joyce. I was super impressed with the acting of Winona Ryder. And th- this is when I was like, oh, she is back. Because she was a big star back in the day. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, was I mean, she hadn't been in anything for a long time before. No, I mean, she was really, really famous in the 80s, even early 90s. You know, the 80s, she had Beetlejuice, Edward Scissorhands, mm-hmm. Heathers. Those are iconic 80s movies. And it's no surprise that the Duffer Brothers chose her yeah. to be the mom in in their series. I just think that was an excellent pick. And then, yeah, she's got a few things in the 90s, Little Women. She's in Dracula. Girl Interrupted was probably one of her last really big films. And mm-hmm. she's in a spattering of things here and there, but this was by far her her biggest yeah. blockbuster so this is since uh, the 80s, really. Yeah. So she uh, really like takes the 21st century off. Until yeah, this. Yeah. yeah. And she does such a good job and she's Gosh, so perfect she for this role. She really is. And the, the Christmas lights are like the ongoing, like resonating thing that that people remember from season one. You know, that's oh, all the merch. Yeah. I mean, there's the merch like Christmas there's lights. Christmas cards. There's yeah. Halloween parties built around it. I remember that was a really popular thing. People were yeah. having Halloween parties with the Christmas lights and the letters yeah. up. And the the first trailer you know, with mm. the with Holly, the the little Wheeler girl, walking oh, down the gosh, hallway yeah. with the tri- with the lights when going. Mike's t- mom t- brings t- them over. Yeah, that scene is just. I mean, you see ET, you see mm-hmm. Firestarter, Drew Barry. She's like a little Drew Barry more. It's yeah. uncanny. I was like, okay, they just we just brutally murdered Barb. <laughs> I was like, don't you dare hurt this little girl. I know, poor Holly. <laughs> cute little Holly and her it. cute little pigtails and yeah. you see you see the thing coming out of the wall again. Yeah. Oh my god. Did you gosh. see something? Did you see something in the the mom is like, Joyce, well, calm go- down. You have to leave. No, Karen, thank you for the casserole. You need to leave. <laughs> <laughs> and how, like, I mean, Mike's mom at this point has got to be like, oh, man, she yeah, is losing her damn mind. Because there's like a thousand lamps in the room, too. Because <laughs> oh, yeah, she's like right. went out and bought all this stuff with her advance. <laughs> the Christmas presumably. lights everywhere. All, every yeah. light. Yeah. And I like how she gives that fake like excuse, like, well, you know, Will uh, he loved Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> the, when, the when she opens up the door to see Karen, mm-hmm. oh, oh, come in. Yeah. Like, uh, I know. Really There's such a good little act. I don't know how to get out of this. <laughs> There's such a good little acting moment there <laughs> where, where Winona's like realizes she has to let her in because of social norms. And yeah. she's like, oh, damn it. Um, so the uh, the other part of the Christmas lights, probably the most famous part of the Christmas lights, is when she does put up the the letters, puts the lights up on the wall, and he, you know, where are you? And he spells right here, and mm-hmm. she says, "What do I do?" And he spells R U N Run, oh, and then just again the drywall collapses. The creature into goo. starts coming out. <laughs> that was yeah. intense. That moment right there. All yeah. of that is like the most lingering visual that Stranger Things really gives us uh, and in the early parts of it uh, going. Yes. Um, all really cool. Let's pivot. Let's pivot to Eleven. So yeah. we start to learn a lot more about Eleven's life prior to <laughs> 
Hawkins, Indiana. Yep. Yeah. Um. So you know, it, it's kind of starts off. She's exploring the house while Mike's at school. Um. She's seeing what normal life is mm-hmm. and realizing that that's not what she has. And then you have another flashback when she turns on the TV and she sees that Coca Cola commercial. Oh yeah, Coke is it? Coke is it? <laughs> I I love that. He's she and she's doing crushing the Coke can in the laboratory with all the wires and stuff on her heads for, for Papa's approval. Seeking, right? seeking approval from Papa yeah. because th- presumably, presumably that's the only father f- figure she's ever had. I mean, mm-hmm. we don't know. It has this been her entire, obviously it must have, she has no like social etiquette. She's never been had a normal yeah. life. I so mean, that, that is truly it for her. Um, Coca-Cola, by the way, has five and a half minutes of screen time. In season one. Oh, wow. That's so, impressive. Now, the Netflix official party line is that they do not sell ad space onto their shows. <laughs> However, they have this loophole where they sell their name to Coca-Cola and Coca-Cola puts it on their cans. And then Stranger Things, in exchange, quote unquote, for free, puts Coca-Cola in the show or puts Ego in the oh. show. So it's like... We know what the real the oh, real hell, we know, but I did not know that little tidbit. That's really interesting. Yeah, it's like they it's and of course any way to make money on advertisement. Yeah. Oh, of course, hey, I I'd prefer it to be honest. Put put the stuff in the show rather than commercials. Well, and really, like Coca Cola was huge in the eighties. Yeah. I mean, it's still another thing because we talked about this so much in the first episode. But like we talked about, oh, is this good or is this Netflix good? You know, because at the time, streaming was thought as less. Mm-hmm. All the other good shows before this had commercials in them. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And Netflix Until, didn't. yeah. What about the other flashback, the, the cat? Oh, yeah. And then she has that second flashback when she's waiting. You know, Mike has told her, meet me, meet us at the power lines mm-hmm. at 315. And so she goes out there and she's waiting, she's waiting, and she sees a cat. And that triggers her flashback to another moment. She's in the lab. Presumably, presumably, Dr. Brenner is wanting her to kill this cat. She starts to attack it. She, But she can't go through with it. She can't kill this innocent creature. Mm-hmm. And then seeing his disappointment, he sends in his assistants to take her back to that dark room as, as uh, punishment. And, oh boy. And they die, brutally. That, that ends badly for yeah. them. God, the, the snap of the neck when she did the, the second snap guy, of the neck. Yeah, she just like crunches him. Uh, I mean, that guy presumably yeah. lives in Hawkins, has a family, mm-hmm. probably has kids. You know, he just dies like that. Uh, it's brutal. I mean, he shouldn't have been doing this in the first place. So, uh, but it's so brutal. This episode between the Barb, like eating alive scene, <laughs> and between this that neck snaps. Like, oh, man, we're yeah, we're this is the most up. graphic. I would say, yeah. yeah. And then the oh gosh, it's <laughs> Doctor Brenner when she he picks her up almost lovingly to her it mm-hmm. must seem she is just you know pleased him immensely she thinks it's in a loving embrace but really he's just like look at yeah look at what i have in front of me you know look what i've discovered yeah. carrying her away the toll that it's taken on her body to use her powers that mm-hmm. extensively and those two men who are dead they're dead he steps they're just over, straight he's, up he goes, dead incredible uh-huh 
no remorse. Yeah. He doesn't care at all that they're dead other than the fact that she had the power to kill them. And that is interesting yeah. to him. And I, this is not my music moment of the day, but the, the synthesizers in that moment as he's walking her out of the hall, they're very, very pretty, but they're like, the, the echo is like slightly, like almost out of tune. There's mm. like, it's like this, it's like eerily. You called creepy. it. You, what did you say? You said like, it's almost loving or you said something almost, like that. Yeah. Almost loving. Yeah. But and, not. The, <laughs> and the music really reflects that they do a good job. That's like a really long that we show. We watch him walk down the hall the whole way. Distorted love. And I, and perfect. I think that's distorted love. We watch him walk down the hallway because the music is giving us that, mm-hmm. that vibe. Um, well, Hopper is on the trail of Dr. Brenner. This is where yeah. we kind of get, okay, this is what the season's going to be about. This small town cop is, you know, he's not a complete screw up. Is he good at his job? I, I mean, I don't know. He's oh, definitely. I think he is. I think he's done poorly at his job because of his grief losing his daughter. Yeah. But I think at the core of it, he really is excellent at his job. I mean, he realizes something's going on with this lab. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in this episode, um, is it this episode or last episode that they find the piece of the the cloth uh, yeah that's last episode okay last episode but that leads him here and he Mm -hmm. said okay well this is the next thing to turn over slowly starts to realize something's fishy here something's not right you know he finally gets them to allow them in for a tour they show him the security cameras and he realizes that they've been doctored Mm -hmm. and i mean he's realizing okay this is a much bigger than than he could have imagined. Yeah. He kind of as he goes in there jokes about like what do you what are you doing there? Some some Russia Cold Wars keeping <laughs> up keeping no up with the Russians. Him, yeah. Like, well <laughs> cop. Oh gosh. Yeah. Um but like I just I thought he was a bad cop when I first watched this, like that he was bad at his job. I mean, crime scene etiquette <laughs> alone. But I guess that was just an eighties thing, I feel right? Like that. I mean, or obviously, like I don't the, know because I wasn't in the eighties. We found the bike in the woods, and we're gonna pick it up and we're gonna take it home. <laughs> no <Or> gloves, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I think you know, it it must be like a product of the time, mm. really. And instead of using Google or anything, he has to go to the library. Oh, where he yeah. meets the librarian or, or that he's had a previous liaison Mar- Marissa, with. Marissa, <laughs> yeah, I love. She goes, "You could have called me, like, hey, it's not going to work out. Sorry, I wasted your time. I'm a dick." And he just goes, <laughs> "Yep." Uh, <laughs> and then, sorry and about when she's that. Like, and when he's like, "Um, well, maybe we could go out sometime." And she's her face is so many good little, <laughs> so many performances that are so good from from small parts. Yeah, subtle, excellent acting. Yeah. yeah, but that's where you know they're at the library, and he starts to uncover some dark stuff about Doctor Brenner, mm-hmm. previous experiments he's done on women with LSD. Mm-hmm. I mean, we really. S- start to see how dirty Dr. Brenner's hands are. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that that's a huge tip off for what we're, what's coming too. like, we, we know to pay attention to that. Mm-hmm. Um, let's get to the main, the main part of the episode, which is the party, right? You know, 11, uh, despite her flashbacks is with, with the boys. She's meeting them mm-hmm. after school before school. They have this meeting, um, where they're going to plan out. <laughs> 11 has seen will in the picture. And so, <laughs> 
Mike thinks Eleven's going to lead us to yeah. Will. <laughs> and uh, Logan, true Logan form. Let's just hope the weirdos tell him the truth. Oh, Lucas. Oh, my bad. <laughs> Let's just hope the weird. What is it? Let's just hope the weirdos tell him the truth. God, he says it right in front of her. I know. <laughs> he just does not like her. And then Dustin's like, hey, make them make the Millennium Falcon fly. She's make this like, fly. Mm, no. And she's like looking at him so Bored as possible, and then later she's just casually levi- <laughs> levitating. It in the air, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, that that's one of the great things. And I love all the Star Wars references, of course. But one thing I love the most about that Millennium Falcon is that it's the truly cheap version. It is just like <laughs> back when you know how they let kids ride their bikes to their neighborhoods and they didn't care. They also just truly didn't care about the quality of kids' toys. No. They're stupid kids. It's plastic. It's painted gray. It kind of looks like the thing that's in the movie. <laughs> yeah. How smart could these kids be? Sell it to them and call it good. And there's also like there's moments where Lucas says um, no, we, we're not going to go we're not going to go with Eleven. Or we don't need her. And you know, one of them's like, "Hey, that's like R two D two going to f- fight Darth Vader." You know, <laughs> it's like, why would we need the weapon? We need eleven. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So after she has that flashback scene with the cat and killing those two dudes, um, <laughs> you know, they the all the boys meet up with her again, and they, you know, she's prepared to lead them to Will. And where does she lead them? To Will's house. Mm-hmm. And they are not happy but they don't realize that i mean he's there we still don't completely understand in in what sense that he is actually there but she knows that he's there we know that he's there but nobody really understands exactly how and they don't believe that she that he that she's telling the truth yeah i I love that the audience is like in on this Mm -hmm. with with her and not with them yeah. You know, and we're like, yeah. oh yeah, Will Will is there. He's inside talking to his mom through the Christmas lights, you know. But Lucas and Dustin and Mike are upset. I mean, Lucas packed his father's stuff from Nam, <laughs> which <laughs> oh, yeah. by the way was only ten, you know, ten, twelve years before this. Oh gosh, um, yeah. Yeah. So his his dad's probably like in his thirties or forties. Uh Dustin packed his snacks. <laughs> <laughs> that she ate while she was waiting for oh, them to get out oh, of school. <laughs> yep. That's funny. And then they hear the ambulances and the cop cars. Yeah. Um, so going. Th- this is the culmination of all of those storylines put together. Yeah. I mean, Joyce has just at this point <laughs> been told to run by yep. Will from the other world. We don't know yet. We uh-huh. we know, but we don't know. Yeah. Um, and and the creatures coming out at her, so she's running away. Then, you know, they have 11, you know, leading them back to Will's house. Mm-hmm. And then they have Nancy who has just revealed to her mom finally that something is wrong. She thinks something horrible has happened to Barb. Yeah. And it's from that scene that it jumps to they, you know, 11 and the boys, they see the emergency vehicles coming. And mm. my first thought when that happens is that they've been called, you know, they've been called to figure out what happened to Barb. Yeah, that's, that's what I thought, too. But in fact, they have found a body. A body a in boy's the boy's body in the quarry. They pull it out. The kids are standing behind the the fire truck number four, and their reactions and that little scene there with the kids and eleven is so realistic. It's so powerful it, too. Yeah, and it's like not what you'd expect. Lucas has been the blowhard the whole time. He's the one naysaying everything. And Mike has been the 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 progressive, like, let's please try and stay positive and and hopeful. And when they see 
that their friend is being fished out of the water. It's Lucas who's crying and saying, don't do this, Mike. And Mike who's saying, what the hell is wrong with you? You know, he's That's yeah. so real to just click into anger like that. All of his trust that he had built with Eleven is yeah. just shattered right there for him. Exactly. And Eleven's face, it's just so horrible because she doesn't understand her. Yeah. She... She knows where Will is. Yeah, and we, we is know that she knows. Yeah, We do, but we don't. I mean, I well, remember watching this for the first time and okay. thinking, that can't be Will. That can't be Will. But yeah. how can it not be Will? I mean, he's wearing Will's clothes. It, it can't be. And the like going to the music, this is kind of your territory, mm-hmm. but it's so mournful in that moment. You yeah. can't help think, is this actually Will? I don't understand what's going on here. Yeah. And the acting from the kids in that scene is so good. Oh my gosh, I it's just, so good. I mean, Stranger Things is more than just 80s, ha ha ha. It's it looks so cool because it's 80s. It I mean, these four actors, <laughs> Eleven, Dustin, Mike, and Lucas. Yeah. Um, but especially Eleven is just amazing and 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 really the secret sauce of the show. They're they're really crying there. Like there's like a hoarseness in their voices. You know when Lucas is saying like there's like that that, well, that the scratchy. The actors are really crying. Oh, I mean yeah. I mean I don't know, That's but it just it just why feels it's so believable. It just feels very real. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, and then the episode ends. <laughs> it was so that was um the most emotional one by yeah. far. You know so far, heart wrenching. And every uh, was this your feeler moment? Or are we? Um, kind of. Okay. So I've got two feeler moments. Okay. okay. So every episode ends with a feeler moment from Kathleen and a music moment from me, Miles. What was what was your feeler yeah, moment? Stick with what we know best. <laughs> <laughs> so I had two feeler moments. My first one was actually, um, you know, going back to Joyce when she has just realized that um, Will is able to communicate through the lights, mm-hmm. but Jonathan doesn't know. He comes in and he sees his mom and she says, "Jonathan, come look at this. It's Will. He's talking to me." And to him, he's, oh my, I'm losing my mom. She's gone off the deep end. I'm, I'm drowning here. I've just lost my brother. I feel like it's partly my fault. Mm-hmm. Now my mom's losing it. I have no one. I need her to hold it together. Just like all of the emotions that he must be feeling in this moment, wanting to hope that his brother could still be found, yeah. wanting his mom to be okay. You know, that was really impactful to me but then of course the other one was uh that dynamic between mike and 11 mm. when mike loses his faith in 11 and 11's heartbreak i mean she has finally found a real human connection possibly the first one that she's ever had that we know of yeah. and and it's being pulled away it is brutal i mean that is a that is a real heart Oh man, I I cried. I cried rewatching it. Yeah. I it was just very impactful. It feels so real because Mike had so much patience mm-hmm. before that. It, it's just so mm-hmm. true to life. Um, all right, music moment of the episode. I mentioned it a little bit before about there's like you know a lack of percussion and big drum sounds mm-hmm. in in the show and the score in general, uh, but because of that. You know, we talked about the heartbeat in the theme. You know, bum, yeah. bum, bum, bum. Because there's so much synth and so much bass and it's all analog and it's all really good. And a lot of it's beautiful. A lot of it's menacing. A lot of it's slightly off tune sometimes. Mm-hmm. Because there's not a lot of drums or percussion, when they do use 
something something mm-hmm. uh, percussive, it has a ton of effect. It resonates more. Yeah, and it. the best moment in this episode is is when Joyce has got the lights up and she's got the A to Z set there. And Will is, we're finding out that Will is able to communicate with his mom truly. He's going to be able to spell with these things. And we're getting like this, ba-da, ba-da-da, ba-da. We're getting like this little constructive riff. Like, hey, we're making progress. Da-da, ba-da-da, ba-do-do, ba-do-do. You know, it's kind of like building up and building up. And then it changes when he says, spells right here. And we're getting the little clicks. And then it's R. Yeah, exactly. And it's boom, boom boom on the end and it's like run, and those like run those are run. just loud dynamic boom what should i do it's like, my, like take action yeah, like mine's a warrior like they they are from <laughs> the bell rock the bell rock boom boom <laughs> Boom, boom. They're so dynamic. Nothing like that heard in the rest of the episode. And it and it's it hits you. I mean, if you're listening mm-hmm. to this with subs, I got to imagine R-U-N. And of course, N is on a red light. Um, hits hard. Yeah. Music moment of the episode. Yeah. Impressive. All right. Want to close us out with the final question? Well, um, I do have a question for you, Miles. What do you think Dr. Brenner's purpose is for Eleven? I mean, we've seen all these flashbacks. What is he trying to accomplish? What What did I think before I knew? Well, we still don't know, yeah. really. Well, the simplest answer is the easiest answer. He's weaponizing. <laughs> I mean, that just seems like the he's trying to get a weapon. You know, he's trying to create something that uh, can win a war. So I, I definitely did feel that in some aspect, yeah. but really, I think it comes from uh, he is a scientist, mm-hmm. and he is just the pursuit of knowledge and he's seeing, I mean, obviously he's done that previous research with the LSD, the supernatural. What can we do with this? How far can we, how far does this go? Um, And he has no regard for what he's doing to this child, how his research affects other people. I mean, much to like what the Germans did to Jews during world war two. They did a lot of scientists stuff there. Yeah, that is discredited or, you know, immoral. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man. Yeah, that's that's funny. That's kind of our personalities right there, though. You're you're thinking <laughs> much differently than, than I am. I'm thinking... Oh, I certainly think, oh, I okay. mean, that uh, weaponizing is... I mean, like, he, he's thinking, like, what, what are the possibilities of all of this? And I'm yeah. sure that weaponizing her is uh-huh. definitely one of them but I, th- I don't think it's just that I think it's his how far can we go how yeah. much can she do again I call out the federal government accountant who is <laughs> approving these 60 to 70 security guards and like 40 plus people's worth of, of food for prisoners <laughs> like there's something is clearly wrong on the books here whatever <laughs> All right, that is it for episode three of the Stranger Still chapter Rewatch Podcast. Three. Chapter three. And we keep saying episode, but it's chapter. We'll get it better in season two when it's chapter nine instead of episode one. Okay, well, that's a goal for us. All right, <laughs> thank you for tuning in. We'll be back for episode four. My name is Miles, and. Oh, and My name is Kathleen, we, and we out.